0: This message is brought to you by DoNotAge.org, the longevity research organization that's on a mission to extend health span for as many people as possible via products that actually work. Start your journey today at DoNotAge.org and use code LLAMA for a 10% discount. That's L-L-A-M-A. Sure enough, I was at a body fat percentage that I hadn't been at, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to do something. I don't want to become a statistic of, oh, now you're in your 40s. Now you just give up and you let yourself go.
1: Hello and welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. I'm Peter Bowes. This is where we explore the science and stories behind human longevity. This episode is the first of three talking to Older athletes. And I'll qualify what I mean by older in a second. Uh, specifically, I'm going to talk to three people aged between 40 and 80, who are all regular extreme endurance athletes. They're all Spartan athletes. And if you remember our episode with Joe Senna a few months ago, Joe is the founder of the Spartan Race. It was episode 68 if you want to take a listen. You'll know that the Spartan Way is designed to be a sport for everyone. In fact, I remember mentioning to Joe that there were a number of senior citizen athletes at my gym who regularly take part in Spartan races. Well, today I'm at the gym Results Fitness in Newhall in California to meet Rachel Cosgrove. Rachel is the gym's co-owner and an accomplished athlete. She is ranked at number 14 in the world after taking part in the recent Spartan World Championships, Rachel, welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And congratulations. That's quite an achievement.
0: Thank you. It was quite an experience. <laughs> it was.
1: You've told me a little bit about it. It was very recently. It was tough. Sounded tough. It was
0: a very hard race. I've, yeah, I've done, you know, I did an Ironman at one point, and I would say this was actually one of the hardest things I've ever done.
1: Really? Yeah. H- harder than an Ironman? Yeah,
0: Man? Me- like mentally, you know, challenging. Because I think the thing with Spartan is you don't always know what it's, what's going to be your hard thing, you know, or what's going to challenge you. Um, I think it always, and it always surprises you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that can be mentally a, a, a roller coaster during the race. So I definitely had lows, you know, lows during the race and then highs during the race and overall had a great experience and felt great. And um, yeah, it was definitely a, a very challenging experience.
1: And in particular, because a lot of Spartan races, you don't quite know what you're walking into because all the courses are a little bit different.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like the part I love about the Spartan races is that you do have um, you know, you know, you have an idea of the obstacles, they give you the map ahead of time. And, you know, I'm a planner. So I always try to take a look at the map and think through what it, my strategy is going to be. And, uh, you know, really plan out my idea of what it's going to look and feel like. Um, but then as you, you know, head off into the race, uh, you know, things that you thought you were going to, were going to be easy, end up being hard. And a lot of it's with the way they line up the obstacles, you know, maybe they put you into a, you know, we had a freezing cold swim at the top of the mountain and 9,000 feet of elevation. And then, um, you know, so some of the obstacles that I didn't think were going to be a problem ended up being some of my harder obstacles. And so, yeah, it's an, always an interesting mental journey of, you know, like, OK, let me get through this. And, uh, you know, and but then I also got some of the obstacles that I had never gotten in a race before. So those were some of my high points and moments. So that's the fun part about Spartan is it, it is always there is always that unpredictable aspect of it.
1: How far was the uh, freezing cold swim?
0: I think it was about 400 meters. They were saying, um, "Yeah, it was, it was, it was okay. It was, it was cold. I mean, you know, got out and." Didn't couldn't feel anything, so just kept moving. (laughs) It was like, well, that's okay. I'll just keep moving, and eventually, I'll feel my fingers and my toes. (laughs) Which actually,
1: some people say is quite good for us—that sort of cryotherapy. That's
0: what you know. What the whole way, maybe not while
1: you're performing and racing. But
0: you know what, the whole like that's how I I framed it in my mind is as I was climbing because it was a really tough climb up to the swim. Um, That was the first like three miles were just a straight up climb from you know we were at about six thousand feet where we started up to nine thousand feet. And so um, just, you know, as I was climbing up, I just kept telling myself at the top of the mountain, you get to have a nice cryotherapy session, and <laughs> dunk your legs into the nice cold water. And so, yeah, you know, you just got to it's, it's all about positive thinking, right? It's all about framing it the right way. That's just <laughs> I
1: want to digress slightly. And I tend to do that quite a lot because I want to talk more about you, your, your background, sure. your education, how you come to own the gym and, and a bit more about performing in Spartan races. But you mentioned cryotherapy. and I know that you actually you do that as a form of treatment, don't you?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, we, I go to a cryotherapy place nearby and um, the owner of that place and, and us definitely work closely together. Um, both Alan, my husband and I have been going quite regularly and I uh, have definitely seen a, a difference in recovery. And uh, just, you know, overall feeling feeling good from it. So, And hopefully maybe it helps me out when I have to swim in freezing cold
1: water. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, you know, it's something I want to do as well. I haven't actually done it. I've seen others oh, doing it. Oh, yeah, you got to try it out. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, there's a lot in it. There isn't a huge amount of, as I understand it, a huge amount of science in it in terms of data. I
0: think there's definitely like the science, like using ice baths and, you know, the recovery. And so to me, it's basically you're doing an ice bath, but a much easier way of doing it. (laughs) It's only three minutes and you don't have to get wet and get, you know, get into a tub of ice, um, which has for a long time been a recovery method for a lot of athletes. Um, to do a nice bath. So it's an easier way to do that.
1: <laughs> you mentioned your husband, that's Alan, Alan Cosgrove, who, of yes. course, has been a guest on this podcast. And that was episode right at the beginning of this year. I think it was the first episode in January, uh, episode 45. We, we talked about commitments to New Year's resolutions and uh, and that kind of thing. And it was it's a really interesting chat. It's episode 45, if you want to take a listen. And you, you co-own the gym, this gym results fitness Yep, set. We
0: opened it 19 years ago. Yeah, And going strong. And going strong.
1: In fact, you use that yep. phrase, don't you?
0: We do. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that it's been 19 years. So, yeah, and you've been a part of it for I've been a lot part of that. It for about, <laughs> I believe it's about
1: 14 of those. Yeah, years. I think it's, yeah, 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 it's a yeah, long time. A long time. Yeah, we've know, known each other for a long time. You've trained me to do uh, not Spartan races, but other endurance feats. I think probably my first uh, tri- like triathlon. On, yeah, yeah I've absolutely. Out in the desert. Yep. Which is fun. <laughs> so. How did you? And I want to talk about age in a second. But how did you get into this business? Did you you trained in terms of Of uh, athletics and and physical
0: education? Uh, No, you know, actually growing up, um, I came from a family that struggled with obesity, struggled with their weight, and really, you know, exercise and nutrition were not a part of my childhood. It was, you know, food was happiness. That was, you know, well, there was lots of abundance of it. And, uh, you know, so I like early in my, um, you know, childhood, I started to like, as I became a teenager, and I actually got, you know, started to want to become active, started to get, you know, active and my dad actually went to the gym, so I started going into the gym with him and then um, got into dance and started to figure out my own journey. So um, how could I look and feel the way that I wanted to look and feel and also for my family? So I wanted to um, help them to look and feel better and so really started to, you know, go on my own Experiments with different diets and different, you know, exercise protocols. Of course, I started off lifting very light weights for lots of repetitions, and I was an aerobics instructor for a long period of time. And you know, I've gone through down many different paths with uh, different diets and things, and uh, you know, really trying to figure out what works. Um, I ended up going to school and getting my degree in exercise physiology. And, you know, really, the, the human body to me has always been fascinating. Like, I've always loved, you know, um, going through a training program and just putting demands on my body to see, you know, what what am I capable of, What are, you know, to see it adapt and see it make those changes. And so, um, you know, it's really always been a passion of mine. And so then, you know, getting my degree, and then I got a couple certifications and started working as a personal trainer. And I originally um, was in New York City. I got my degree in Santa Barbara at UCSB, and then I moved to New York City after college, because I was single and wanted to live in New York. And uh, that's where I met Alan. And so the two of us were working as personal trainers in New York City. And, uh, you know, I really started to, you know, I think you think you know everything when you graduate from college, you're like, okay, I got my degree, I'm good. And then you meet someone like Alan, who is, you know, constantly learning and studying. And so he really became a mentor to me to start to, you know, then really take my knowledge of how to, um, you know, coach how to, Um, get the most out of um, what we were doing with our clients and with ourselves and, um, you know, really what the human body could do. And so um, from there, we, you know, we learned from everybody we could learn from, um, read every book we could read and really um, sought out to become, you know, experts in the industry we decided to move back to California and open our gym. And uh, since then, we've, you know, we've been learning more and more about business. <laughs> so shifting our, our studies, but that's how I got into it. Yeah. So it was really, you know, starting off as a journey for myself, you know, and um, really having that passion that then, and as I started to coach people, I realized this is what I was meant to do. I love to work, you know, with people. I love to see them um, reach their potential. I love to find, you know, figure out what works and uh, really help them to, to do things they never thought they would be able to do.
1: And one of the things that you're both very keen on is following the science and and i've seen just in the gym how things have changed over the years there might be might have been equipment in there at the beginning that you simply don't use anymore because you follow the science and realize that there are different and better ways to do things and we'll continue this conversation in just a moment
0: hey quick question for you are you someone who wants to be fit healthy and happy Yeah, absolutely. We're always looking at the research. We're always looking at, you know, is there a better way? Um, You know, we really want to be able to offer our members the fastest results in the least amount of time and really help them to, um, you know, most of our clients are time crunched. You know, that's one of the number one objections is I don't have enough time, so I can't exercise. And so we really do treat that like when they come in, because most of them are in for maybe two hours a week. And that hour that they're with us, how can we make sure that this hour they're going to do the most effective workout to get, you know, done what they need to get done so that they can do, you know, do what they want to do with the rest of their life. And so um, that's one something we pride ourselves on is the the results that we get in you know, really only two hours a week or three hours a week, like our clients aren't coming in, you know, seven days a week, twice a day or anything like that. And then, you know, how can we make sure we're going to give them those results? And
1: I can hear people wondering, is two hours a week of working out enough? So that's presumably two one hour sessions. Right. Can you can you achieve things with uh, what what seems like relatively little time in the gym?
0: Absolutely. Um, You know, of course, more is more would be better. (laughs) But I think, uh, you know, definitely two hours is much better better than than nothing. nothing. Yeah. So and that's what people ask me that. And I'm like, well, what are you doing now? Nothing? Okay, yes. Then... Let's get you in for two hours a week and let's start there. And for sure, you can start building muscle. You can start to, you know, improve your fitness. You can definitely start to see results. So, uh, you know, there's obviously the aspect of nutrition when they're not at the gym as well and I'm um, working on that too. But um, for, for sure, two hours a week is, is where you can definitely start to see
1: the results. So I started by saying I wanted to focus on older athletes. And yeah, almost, that word older. I'll, well, oh. yes, I <laughs> mean, um, you winced, winced a little bit and, and and I hesitate to use that phrase, but then You're forty. I'm forty-three. I know. Forty-three years. Uh, I mean, you're not old, and you're way younger (laughs) than me. (laughs) <laughs> but it is that age, and this is why I'm particularly keen to talk to you, and we're talking to a uh-huh. couple of the guys as well who do Spartan races in the next couple of episodes, one in his 60s, and, uh, and yeah, Royce, Royce in the 70s. In his 70s, 78, a, yeah, I think. Yeah, we all want to be Royce when we grow up. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to him <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time. But I think 40 is that age when yeah. some people will begin to say, oh, no, I'm too old. And if, yeah. they, if they haven't exercised up until that point in their lives, yeah. that's the excuse not to start what would you say to them?
0: Absolutely. I mean, so I even had, a, I don't know if you like had seen a post I'd put up, but I had even had a moment of, I was going to do my annual physicals with the doctor and like my weight had started to creep up and I'm not one to really get on the scale much because I'm all about strength training and you know, but I hadn't really been paying attention and uh, you know, my weight had started to creep up and I only noticed because I was going to get my physicals and you know, they keep track of it and you see the little graph and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what's happening, right? Like I'm becoming a statistic of, you know, turning forty and like having, you know, you're starting to gain that couple of pounds every year to, you know, where like where am I headed?
1: And, and this is after having performed oh, Iron Man. Oh yeah, and, like and I know what a Yeah,
0: <laughs> Like it's not a matter of, you know, not knowing what to do, right? So, um, so then I thought, well, you know, I'll go and check the in body, which is we have an in body machine to find out, you know, what is the what is the weight, right? I'm sure it's pure muscle. I'm sure I'm just, you know, that's what it is. And so I went to go check my in-body and uh, sure enough, I was at a body fat percentage that I hadn't been at and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I need to do something. I don't want to become a statistic of, oh, now you're in your 40s. Now you just give up and you let yourself go. And it's because I think, you know, as we get into our 40s, I do have a more sedentary lifestyle. I don't coach on the floor as much. I'm on the phone. I'm sitting with doing interviews. I'm, you know, I'm much I'm my lifestyle day to day is not, you know as active as it was in my 20s and 30s. And so
1: that reminds me just quickly of what Joe Desenna actually said, we had a similar conversation. He struggles against the fact that now he escaped from his his life in, in business. Yeah, he escaped from the computer. Now he's running the Spartan race. And he's back on the computer. Right. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's Yeah, it's like the necessary evil of and you know, and I think that's common for a lot of people who are in their 40s. And, you know, you're usually at that point, you're you're settled in your career and so you know you might be at a desk or you might be you know um, where you aren't as active as you once were. Um, And so starting to realize that and realize, okay, I have to be intentional about this. And of course, I was still doing my workouts. Like I was still, you know, going to the gym, working out. I had, um, you know, definitely some of my, you know, nutritional things had, you know, like, oh, a little more social, going to a lot more networking stuff, a little more wine, right? So it happens to all of us. And so, but you don't, you know, I wasn't really realizing it was adding up and uh, and you don't get away with as much when you're in your (laughs) 40s. So, um, you know, definitely my lifestyle, I had to kind of take a look and go, okay, hang on. And, you know, I know what I'm doing here. So I had to even for myself, you know, really take a look and, and start to, you know, I do best when I have a goal. And that's part of where the whole Spartan thing came about is I was like, you know, what, I, I need to get myself focused on a goal because that's when, you know, I'm most like if I have something I'm, I'm training for, um, I do much better. Like mentally, I, you know, my workouts, I take them up a notch. I'm working a little harder. I'm, you know, not, I'm going to skip the glass of wine. I'm going to, you know, so I, you know, I'm a little more intentional. So that's where I started to come up with my idea of, you know what, I think I want To start to compete in Spartan and start to, you know, really make this one of my goals so that I had a focus for my training. And it really gave me the the focus the goal to um start to get myself on a, on the path to you know now be where i like to be which is you know my body fat is back where i like it to be i feel good i'm you know i'm back where i'm usually at, you know am at or even better um i really honestly feel like now you know at 43 i feel better than i did even in my 20s and 30s and so that's a really you know cool thing even in a short period of time to go from oh my gosh i'm going to be a statistic to now going okay, you know, now we're talking.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think what might surprise a lot of people, especially people that know you, that you found yourself in that position that Rachel Cosgrove, the owner of the gym, super athlete uh, most of your life, would find yourself... As you put it, a statistic that right. you you reach forty and you go, hmm, I'm not quite what I thought I was, yeah, and have to do something about it.
0: It's so easy. It's like um, the like um, little like you slip, right? It's like little. It's it, the compound effect, um, and you don't even realize it's happening.
1: I think we all do it.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's we're all human, and and I'm human, and yeah, it's not. You know, I'm not a superhero <laughs> as much as I pretend I am sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's you know, I I my whole life I've always had to make a decision. It's never been something that came easy for me. Like I said, I come from a family who, you know, weight is not, it's my body wants to gain weight. Like that's not something that that's, you know, I am that body type. And so I have to be very intentional about it. And so when I do start to not focus on it and just, oh, I'm just going to, you know, eat what I want when I want and, you know, and work out, it it can easily start to slip. So I think some of us, like, you don't realize it's like, you think you're eating healthy still and you think you're working out still. But because little things have started to add up, and especially in your 40s, and you don't get away with them as much.
1: I think you also get to the point that when you are in good condition, in in peak condition, you tend to take your eye off the ball and think you can have that extra glass of wine or a right. piece of birthday cake or whatever it is. And you think, oh, well, okay, I'm generally in really great shape. Yeah. So I can do that. But then they, they add up over time, and you suddenly find yourself overindulging.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I was kind of going, I was like, I'm just gonna live in moderation. And you know, but moderation is, yeah, <laughs> quickly becomes little slippage of, you know, too much.
1: So you say, and I agree with you that we are all human. And I've certainly gone through a lot of what you've just described. But I wonder then, is it possible to to give someone some advice someone in their 30s to avoid falling into that situation that you found yourself in that I have and that many other people have as well is it possible with the right training the right I don't know social circle yeah. Mabel, maybe maybe um, the right advice to to avoid that that hiccup at 40
0: yeah i mean i think that's um I think we're all aware of it, you know, which is funny. Cause it's, yeah, like we're, you're, you know, you know, but, and I also know that we have so many clients in their fifties sixties who are reaching their peak health and fitness. You know, I'm so inspired by our clients who I'm like, I know I can, like that's my goal is to be at my peak. You know, I want to be like at my peak health and fitness when I'm 50. And you know, that's because I see that it's possible to keep getting better and better. Um, so I think we all, you know, we all are aware, you know, but, um, I think it definitely, you know, is a matter of getting the habits in place early, um, staying focused on those habits, and just making them a priority and and figuring out what kind of uh, workout type person you are, you know, like, do you need to have a goal? Does having a race on the horizon help you out? You know, is that something that motivates you or, or are you more of, you know, do you need to be a part of a group, you know, where you have support buddies and maybe you take a class or something where, you know, you're going to have people checking in on you. Um, like what kind of you know environment is best for you to make sure that you are going to stay consistent. I mean, it's all about consistency with your workouts and consistency with your nutrition and, you know, really making sure that you're, um, you know, as you head into your forties, that you have those habits in place, and uh, you know, are where you want to be.
1: You say you, there are people at the gym in the forties, fifties, maybe sixties, reaching their their peak state of fitness, their yeah. optimum fitness. Do you think there is an an age? And obviously, we're all different, but is there an age? Do you think that is the optimum age for achieving as much as you can with your body and maybe That's physical a good activity? Question.
0: I don't know. I you know, I think. Um,
1: I think, because I think generally we would, t- especially with professional athletes, you would think, well, that age is bound to be in your like 20s, long your gone, yeah, early 30s. <laughs> Once you're 35, well, yeah, as you say, long yeah. gone. And yeah. certainly I think professional football players, soccer players, tennis players. I mean, yes, I think it is a fact that you're probably yeah. peaking in your 30s. Right.
0: Yeah, athletically. Um yeah, but I think things like, you know, what I've seen from our clients, like a lot of them, their kids grow, you know, are grown up, like they can actually turn to being a little more selfish, if that makes sense, right? They can put themselves as a priority, uh, again, you know, and, um, and, and as they start to learn, the right way to exercise, adding strength training, you know, adding muscle, um, that keeps you young, you know, so that's, what's going to keep you strong and fit and, you know, really lead to the longevity that we're looking for. And so, um, I think, you know, what I see with a lot of our clients is that they are able to shift, you know, in their fifties and, you know, sixties to, Hey, it's back to being about me and, uh, really putting themselves as a priority. I think they also, you know, like you were talking about how do you stay like how do we tell the 30 year old? I mean, it's got to be that strong reason why. Right. And I think as we all start to be in our 40s and our 50s, we're looking ahead thinking, I, I don't ever want to be where I'm dependent. You know, I want to be able to I want to be independent. Like I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. And, um, you know, we've all seen our parents start to get older, our grandparents start to get older. So I think at that age, you've also start to, started to see some of the people you're really close to age and what those effects are and um, how can I what do I have control over to make sure that I can stay strong and healthy and fit and be independent and not have to not live on my own or be able to do the things that I want to do as I age so I think there's some more powerful reasons why that could definitely lead to people reaching their peak at that time and it all yeah of course if they were a professional athlete in their 20s and they're probably not going to you know be better, but they are going to be better in different ways.
1: Yeah, I think you've actually just hit the nail on the head that people reach a certain age. And I find this with interviews with people from different fields of expertise that you get to a certain age and you begin to think about your own longevity because perhaps of what's happening to other people in your family who are Mm. older than you or your co-workers and and people around you. Maybe you, you have children and you see them growing up as well. And you're just more conscious of age. But I think what has changed now is that you can get to that certain age. And it might be the 50-year-old, 55-year-old. They've had a family, the kids have gone off to university. And as you say, they have more time and they can focus on themselves. But I think now it is more accepted that you can grasp your own physical health and do something with it and pursue goals that maybe other generations just didn't think were possible yeah. when you get to that certain age.
0: Yeah, and I think there's more and more people showing us that it's possible. I mean, you know, when we see people like Royce, who you're going to interview, who are in his 70s, and there's nothing stopping that guy, you know. So um, it's really inspiring to think what is possible, you know, where, yeah, being in my 40s, I have all kinds of time to, <laughs> to you know, keep being active and do the things I want to do. And, you know, that it's not a downhill you know, we're not heading, you know, downhill as we age, it's um, really about, you know, how can you get healthier and fitter and accomplish new goals. And um, I think it's just a matter of whether you give in to, you know, being older, and just, yeah, sure, we all have aches and pains, and you know, things, you know, may get harder. But if you give in, and it's, I think it's mindset so much, because as you give into that, you know, like, oh, I'm tired, I'm, achy, I'm then, yeah, you are tired and you are achy because you think you're tired and you're achy and it's the cycle that you get yourself into, or, you know, you get yourself into, I can do anything. I just need to put my mind to it. And I think the mind becomes so powerful at that point that, um, you have to be careful who you surround yourself with. Cause if you have other people that are also, you know, feeling sorry for themselves, you know, feeling, Oh, I, you know, I'm too old um, it's easy to fall into that. And so really making sure you have a circle of people who are pushing themselves, challenging themselves, who are setting the bar. I mean, when I go to these Spartan races and I'm racing alongside 40 to 49 year olds, I'm looking around going, these women are 40 to 49. This is so awesome. Like I, you know, like amazing, you know, that like this is what 40 to 49 looks like, you know, and these women are just warriors. Like they're like you know in such great shape they're conquering these obstacles a lot of the 40 to 49 year olds beat the 20 to 25 year olds which is
1: so that. awesome yeah.
0: yeah like it's just the coolest thing to be i mean that's part of why i love being at those races is just to be hang like at the start line with all of these women who are Oh at there's that an level. energy
1: that you don't get anywhere else Oh yeah
0: it? and you're like this is what this is what this 40 to 49 year old looks like right like that's this is what it looks like you know then you you're maybe around some of your friends or people who don't live that lifestyle and you're like It's like two different worlds, right? It is,
1: it is. And it's interesting, you sometimes get to that starting line or you just get to the event and you suddenly realise oh, yes, there are other people like me.
0: Yeah, I'm not the only
1: who get a kick crazy, because everyone else
0: of thinks you're crazy. But yeah, now I'm normal. I'm normal <laughs> in this group. <laughs>
1: and, and that, and you mentioned uh, about the people that you surround yourself with. And I, I hear this a lot. And there's this phrase often that you are the average of maybe the five people that mm-hmm. you associate with most. And, and certainly in in your gym, there is a sense of that, because I think people do have a, a similar sort of go-get Mm-hmm. Alpha male or female <laughs> mindset yeah. that that does rub off on on everyone else, and you you could walk in perhaps not feeling great yeah. one day, but walk out with a completely different mood.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's yeah, the kind of environment we want to cultivate. And I mean, we say you know um, it's the um, Bill Bowerman quote from Nike: "The um, if you have a body, you are an athlete." And so, so many times, clients come in, and maybe their initial goal is weight loss, you know, and they they start off with you know I want to lose a few pounds," and then realizing their potential of, you know, becoming an athlete, you know, like they'll lose the weight and they'll start to feel good and they'll reach those that first goal. And then it's like, hmm, maybe I could do a 5k. Hmm, maybe I could do a triathlon, you know, and and yeah, our environment definitely cultivates that because, you know, as people start to set those goals and start to realize that it is possible, you know, and then I mean, we've had people accomplish some amazing things. I mean, I think you interviewed Sue Albert at one point.
1: Sue is fantastic. Yeah. World champion.
0: World champion. But I mean, it's... Powerlifter. Yeah. And I mean, when she joined our gym, she, like, the doctor told her to come in and start working out and she did not want to be there. Um, and so to have that... Because kind of she was s- on a
1: downward spiral. Right. At that point. Yeah.
0: I mean, she was... I mean, we she couldn't even get out, down on the floor and get back up. You know, like, it was... Um, it, she was in a scary place. And so to have her go through the journey of... Losing the weight, but then, you know, she did a mud run and she did a triathlon and she did a, you know, and then she got into powerlifting and then to become our, you know, like our world champion powerlifter was just, so yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely important to be able be in an environment like that, you know, whether it's. You know, having friends or being in a gym or you know a place where you it is normal, <laughs> you know, for a seventy-year-old to be going to the world championships in powerlifting. I don't know how many places there are like that, but <laughs> I don't know. But it,
1: it's, it's certainly inspiring, and it's, and and actually, you tend to have I don't know whether there's an average age of people that go to gyms across the board, but certainly it's it's older in your gym yeah. it isn't full of teenagers and, and, and no. 20 year olds no. you have i don't know if you know the average age but you're, you're certainly dealing with 40 year olds 50 year olds yes on average yeah. i would say yeah.
0: it's yeah our average age i'd say is um 47
1: oh is it really <laughs> yeah right yeah that's interesting and and i think that in itself is quite inspiring yeah that you have a room full of people who have reached that certain point in their lives that, that feel inspired just to get out there and do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, like I said, that's the, the inspiring part is seeing people who maybe they joined the gym at 47. And by 57, they're, you know, they're conquering goals they never thought they were going to. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And it is inspiring. And you mentioned that we're going to speak to Royce in, in, in a couple of weeks time, that people who and again, Sue is another example of this who live frenetic lives. And I want to talk about Time because you, you referred to it before. Mm-hmm. People, time in various aspects of our lives is so crucially important, but it's often used as an excuse, right? Time or the lack of time not to be fit and, and not to be healthy. But then you get to a certain age and you suddenly actually do find yourself with more time. Yeah. So I think I've noticed you, you're dealing with people in your gym, those that suddenly find themselves with more time and those that are very time crunched, and I put myself in that category, <laughs> yeah. who have to make the time. Yeah. So I'm just curious what your best advice in terms of time management is to people that obviously you said before two hours is better than better than nothing but how do you make time
0: i mean like exactly like you're saying you do have to make the time it has to be a priority you have to be willing to something that might you might currently be making a priority you know might not get done (laughs) because you're going to get your workout done and you know that's like it just has to become that important that uh you know if there's dirty dishes in the sink, then they might stay in the sink because I need to go get my workout done, you know? So, or whatever, laundry needs to get done, well, I'll do it another day because I need to get my workout done. So even, you know, those things that you you may may or may not be using as an excuse, you may not even realize that, you know, you're using them as an excuse, when, you know, they can wait, whatever it is, they can wait, because your workout should be your number one priority. Because if you take care of yourself, I mean, you can't afford not to make time, right, especially as you are in your 40s and your 50s. If you aren't making time for your health and fitness, it's not going to get any easier. And you know, it is the time when you need to start to make that a, one of your number one priorities. And start to look at the rest of your schedule and go, what else can give, you know, so that I can make time for this? Because that's what's going to give you, I mean, and, and, you know, it's going to give you the energy and the the health to be able to do everything else that you want to do. So, you know, I think getting it done in the morning, I mean, that's something that I think for all of us, if you can, if that if your schedule allows that, uh, I think people are more consistent if they do do it in the morning, because less, you know, less, excuses tend to come up as the day goes on. Um, so committing to yourself that absolutely you're just going to get up in the morning and get it done. Um, yeah, that's, I think, you know, an, an easy thing to I mean, we open at 5am and most gyms open at 5am. Um, or even if you know, you put your running shoes on and <laughs> get out and hit the you know, streets before you head to your to, to work. Um, I think that's the easy way to just commit to yourself and make it happen. And, um, you know, it's just stop making those excuses.
1: I always find that, uh, and certainly in my life, uh, when you trying to manage that time there are certain things that can never wait and i would put exercising in that category because right. the things that can wait all right it might be just the dishes right. in the sink it <laughs> might be the laundry or whatever it is it might be a messy kitchen but it can wait, it can wait yeah if you delay and delay and delay exercise things are going to get worse yeah and it's going to be really tough or tougher right when you eventually get round to it
0: yeah absolutely it yeah it's it can't wait <laughs> yeah it
1: can't <laughs> it's wait it's got
0: to be and that's i mean that's how i like i was i've thought about that cuz it does and even and when i sign up for a race you know, then it absolutely like I have to make it. And I think that's part of having that goal or having something that you are working towards. Because guess what? Like I'm going to be at the start line with all of these other 40 to 49 year old women who all trained and are ready and I better be ready. And so guess what? I'm going to put off whatever else needs to be done to make sure I get my workout done because I want to be ready and feel good at that start line. And you like to win. And I like to win, yeah. <laughs> and I'm oh, and just a little bit competitive. Yes, well, oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, All yeah, right. yeah, I, yeah. I like healthy competition is always a good
1: thing. <laughs> so let's let's come full circle uh, back to the the Spartan race. Uh, you to do some more.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm just like because I just figured out some of the obstacles. Like I even just got some of the obstacles at world championships for the first time. So I've been really working on all of the hanging stuff, you know, the, with my grip strength and I've always been good at the strong obstacles. It can give me heavy stuff to carry all day long. Cause I do a lot of strength training and that's been a main cornerstone of my, you know, program for so long, but I hadn't really had a lot of experience with monkey bars and you know, all of the hanging stuff it's and so climbing
1: up and ringing the bell at the top.
0: Yeah, the ropes and all of that stuff. So, you know, the fact, like, I just finally got the twister at World Championships and I, you know, and the multi-rig.
1: What Um, was the twister?
0: So it's like a... Like a monkey bar thing, but like the handles, when you grab them, they twist. So it, like you grab it and it, and it moves. And so then each time you grab, it's, it's rotating basically. So as you're going, it's also rotating. And so it, that was, yeah, that was the first time I got that. So I feel like I've made a lot of progress on a lot of the obstacles. And so I'm, you know, I feel like I don't want to stop now because now I'm actually, you know, where I can actually do almost all of the obstacles and, um, I feel like it's going to be a fun year. And they just changed it to five-year age groups. So, um, you know, now it's a smaller age group. So now, you know, I'll be in the 40 to 44 age group. So, um, yeah, I was – and, you know, yeah, being on the podium is fun. Of
1: course <laughs> it is. And, it's fun. <laughs> and why do you think races like this – and, of course, there are other obstacle races that I know you have experience of as well. Yeah. Why do you think they have – I mean, certainly in the last three or four years, the number of people taking part, people's enthusiasm for these races has just exploded?
0: I you know, it is it is pretty amazing when you go to these races and you see all these people and um, what they've created and how, you know, it's I think they've done a great job of especially like the Spartan brand they've done a great job of you are a spartan you know where people are they become
1: it's a club isn't it yeah
0: like they become they wear the clothes they you know say a rue they like they are a spartan and so um it's a pretty you know cool thing i mean even you know like some of our corporate clients who are you know they work corporate jobs and like you know and then they come race in a spartan with us and you know like to have that that experience on the weekend where they're climbing through mud and barbed wire and you know ropes and then like monday morning no one at their no one knows <laughs> like no one would have any it's idea <laughs> yeah it's like their own little like alter you know ulterior world you know and i think and there was a whole i think documentary about that like how people are craving you know just that kind of you know like it's like our, our worlds have become so, like, day-to-day, you know, scheduled out and, you know, all I, well, of the technology and, like, yeah. to have just, like, complete chaos on the weekend is, like, a freeing thing for a lot of people. I, you know, I don't know if that's why, but... Um,
1: it could be. I mean, it's quite primal, isn't right, it? Right, In yeah. so many respects. And here yeah. we are sitting, and you and I right now, surrounded by technology and... You escape from all of that. You, you yeah, so you're yeah covered you leave in your phone. And you, water. Leave, you can't have yeah. your phone. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like you have
0: nothing. You're yeah. You're just you and the elements, and uh, and obviously in a, in a race environment, you know you have people watching out for you, so you're safe. But. Um, you know, it's – yeah, I mean, I think that – and, you know, so Monday morning when they're at their cubicle, you know, doing their job, they're dreaming about, you know, that weekend of climbing the rope and, you know, crawling under barbed wire. And, I mean, I think there's something to that for people is having that, you know, that movie that they're in, you know, on the weekend and, you know, giving them something to train for. Like I think people are realizing that, hey, it's okay to, you know, have a goal, have something to work towards and that it does push your fitness to a new level, you know, to really – you know have something in mind that you want to focus on.
1: I think it, it certainly does reflect the times that we live in, I think that the, yeah. the popularity of these races.
0: It's it's amazing like how fast this sport is growing and it's I mean they're hoping to get it into the Olympics. Like it's um, you know, it's really becoming quite a, quite a sport and, you know, Alan, my husband has really gotten into the programming for it cause it is an interesting, you know, on the fitness side of it, um, because you can do everything in the gym really like it's a, it's, um, you know, like triathlon, you had to swim in a pool or you had, you know, you have to get on your bike and go ride. And, um, but with this sport and, you know, even like any of the running races, like most you're just going to be running a lot. Right. But with a Spartan. You know, a lot of it is based in a gym, you know, and a lot of the running training is interval based, you know. So um, it's really a cool thing for us to be able to play with the programming of it, um, of how to program and, you know, get the results that, you know, are going to lead to podiums and lead to um, strong finishes. And so um, that's been a lot of fun is just with a brand new sport to be able to be kind of at the head of the game of programming for it too and like there, are, you know up until like there's not really anybody doing anything real scientific with the programming and so starting to really figure out what would what is the scientific way to program for a spartan race because you know up until now it's just been kind of like you know do random stuff and show up and go for it and uh so that's been fun too is to start to figure out you know how to how can we get the best Spartan athletes? And you
1: mentioned Alan, your husband, has got into all the, the programming side of things. He was your coach. He was my this coach. past race yeah. that you took part in. Yep. How did that work out?
0: It was good. It was, yeah, he hadn't coached me for, like, when we first met, he coached me for a fitness competition. And so um, as I was, you know, realizing I needed to have a goal in mind, and he had already gotten into coaching these races. And so he was already coaching one of our coaches at Results Fitness, and she had qualified for the World Championships. That was really where my, the bug started, you know, I, we went to the World Championships, to see her race. And I was like, Hmm, maybe this could be my goal. And since he was already, you know, getting into it, um, yeah, I asked him to coach me. And of course for us, you know, because we're business partners and we're husband and wife and we're used to having different roles with each other. So, um, you know, it's definitely a, like a coach athlete, you know, relationship and you know, we treat it as that. And then, you know, the husband and wife relationship <laughs> and then the business partner relationship. So we laugh a lot cause we're like, if, you know, we're going to go out and have a splurge or we're going to, you know, like, I'll say, well, is the coach coming? Because, <laughs> you know, so we'll have or like... Just
1: don't tell him. Yeah,
0: just make sure the coach isn't. He's like, oh, no, I don't think he's showing up today. I'm like, okay, we can, we can go out to the pub or we can, you know, so, yeah. That's fun. It's funny. So
1: you're doing another one in December?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go to, with, yeah, with Castig. Gym. And um, they turned December into the USA OCR Championships, which is exciting. So it's a pretty big race. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. And we're going to have a whole team. We'll have a team of people that's going to be doing that race. So it'll be a lot of fun. It's a local race for us um, right in the area. Great.
1: Well, good luck with that. Thank you. You've written a few books, haven't you? I have. What's your latest? Uh,
0: So my last two books that I've written, uh, The Female Body Breakthrough was my first book. That was my, you know, everything, my story, you know, when you write your first book, you put, put it all in there. So that has, you know, client stories, everything that I do to coach, obviously it's aimed at women. And, um, so the female body breakthrough, and then I wrote drop two sizes, which is based on a challenge that we do at the gym to help people to, uh, drop two sizes, but also shift their thinking from looking at the scale as their main source of feedback of if they're getting results. Um, and so I don't have a new book in the works yet because I feel like I'm still on my journey as a 40 year old, but I do feel like there could be a female body breakthrough in your forties the title. And my Beyond. journey as a 40 year old. Yeah, I think I, I definitely, there's another book in me. Um, so that's, yeah, that's still to come.
1: Rachel, this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you very much. Good luck with the the next Spartan Race in December. Always good to talk to you. For anyone listening would like maybe to find out more about the gym, obviously the gym is in Newhall in California. You need to live locally to be able to come to the gym, but you have Results University as well, which is a different aspect to your work, and that's more of a... A national or even global in in terms of people coming to take part in that.
0: we do yeah we um offer seminars and workshops for uh, it's mostly for personal trainers or people who are in the fitness industry who are opening gyms or um coaching people who want to learn some of our programming systems or how you know we run the gym and so that's throughout the year and that's results fitness university um and then i you know i have an instagram so it's Rach cosgrove uh, on instagram so i'm pretty active on there and then on facebook as well so excellent. Yeah.
1: well I'll, I'll put all those details in the show notes for this episode Rachel really good thank you very much indeed thank you and as I say if you go to our website llamapodcast.com that's double l-a-m-a podcast.com I'll put Rachel's details you can follow us in social media at Podcast. you can rate and review us at apple podcasts and you can also ask your smart speaker to play the live long and master aging podcast it's as simple as that and you will hear the latest episode many thanks for listening